Thanks for listening. This episode is being recorded on September 2nd of 2020, and this evening we are going to talk about the astrology of tonight's full moon in Pisces, as well as the astrology that leads up to the new moon in Virgo on September 17th. So basically just like a two-week window here. So um, the former episode, I sort of, (laughs) to the best of my ability, tried to describe the um, similarities and differences between the signs of Virgo and Pisces. Um, So that helps give further reference to how we understand the energies of these signs. And uh, I pulled up the chart for tonight's full moon, um, and there's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I imagine that it uh, feels pretty potent for just about anybody, um, but especially if you have any personal planets um, close to 10 degrees Pisces or 10 degrees Virgo, especially. Um, But the chart, if you are familiar with the structure of charts and you want to pull it up and follow along, you can do so. Um, But we essentially have three main um, formations in the chart that are very, very noticeable. So, of course, with any full moon, you always have the sun and moon in opposition. That's why the moon is full. Um, But we also, in this particular chart, have what is referred to as the um, envelope or the uh, mystical rectangle. Sometimes um, you'll see that term. And that is, essentially, you have Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in opposition to Venus. Um, so Venus is in Cancer, Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, of course, still in Capricorn. And then you have, um, on the other end, you have Neptune in Pisces in opposition to, um, the Sun and Mercury, both in Virgo. And these are linked up, um, all together to make the rectangle envelope, Um, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So, and this is pulled together, these oppositions are pulled together with um, trines and sextiles, which are harmonious aspects. So when you see this shape, um, essentially it is a, the key to harmonizing or finding the balance um, between all these oppositions is in the shape of the triangle, the planets on the corners, the planets that are in trine and sextile to each other. So there's definitely a feeling of tension, but there's also um, some help there. Um, Anytime you have harsher aspects linked together um, with harmonious aspects, it's like, okay, here's your, here's your clue, here's your key, how to process this, how to get through this. So that's good. Um, it's still, it's still a lot to process emotionally and mentally, et cetera, et cetera, but, um, there is a way through it, which is important. Uh, so we also have a T-square between, 
um, Venus, Saturn, Pluto, and Mars. Venus is squaring Mars. Mars is squaring Saturn and Pluto. Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter all in opposition to Venus. Um, and that aspect in particular continues until Venus moves into Leo on September 6th. So that's putting a lot of pressure on Venus, and Venus already in Cancer is pretty sensitive, um, tends to be withdrawn, tends to be, um, yeah, it just retreats, essentially. Um, so having these malefics squaring and opposing Venus is also just like, that's a lot, um, emotionally, that's, that's a lot to handle. And then we also have a grand trine with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Uranus, Jupiter, and the sun. They're all in earth signs, um, so that's that's helpful. We do have like a grounding aspect to this full moon, even though the full moon is in Pisces. There's so much Earth going on right now that it kind of pulls it down, which is really nice because um, Neptune's influence, Pisces' influence, makes things very foggy, very. Um, not not detached, but like there's just a longing to escape there. Pisces energy doesn't love to confront reality, and that can be very difficult. But when you when I look at this chart and interpret it, especially with that um, envelope shape or rectangle shape, if you will, it's like you have to face this, um, and it's not fun. And it's not, <laughs> certainly not comfortable, but it's also not impossible. And so with all of these things together, it points to this feeling of like, you kind of just have to make it through, um, which I talked about in the last podcast episode before I had even pulled up the chart for the full moon. So um, it's nice to have that align in that way. Um, so I wanted to talk about the myth of the uh, goddess that is associated with the constellation Virgo. Um, so in the last episode, I talked about the associations with like Demeter and grain and um, the earth goddess, things like that. But this story in particular feels even more relevant and appropriate. Um, so the goddess Astraea or DK... Um, it's spelled like Nike with a D. <laughs> she is the goddess of moral order and fair judgment. And she, um, the figure of Virgo, of course, Virgo and Libra are right next to each other. So um, this goddess is essentially a combination of the two signs. So she is um, the goddess constellation Virgo, who is holding the scales, which is the constellation of Libra. And um, being the goddess of moral order and fair judgment, of course, I'm giving a very brief um, summary of the myth, but you can look that up on your own. It's, it's really good, um, especially if you're into mythology and you're a nerd like me. So, <laughs> But uh, she lived on Earth you know, according to the myth, she lived on Earth during the um, 
golden and silver ages. And then she just gradually became so um, frustrated and disillusioned with mankind and their, essentially like their corruption and their fall from grace um, and their lack of morals and their lack of basic decency. And so she got really fed up and... I believe the story is at first she, like, removed herself to um, a mountain, to the the top of a mountain, so that she could still be on Earth but be further removed from the fray, essentially, because she was so disheartened over time um, watching humanity's decline. (laughs) And then it finally reached a breaking point where she actually removed herself to the heavens and became a constellation because she couldn't handle being on earth anymore. She couldn't handle watching people mistreat each other and be terrible and um, lose their sense of empathy and decency and all of those things. So she peaced out and became a constellation, um, which we now see as the constellation of Virgo. And um, that's pretty, that's pretty on brand for 2020s shenanigans and just heartbreak and... (laughs) seem seemingly endless just nihilism um i i had a conversation with one of my friends today we had lunch and we were just catching up and it's um it feels like such a difficult time to celebrate anything or to enjoy anything um there's a lot of just it's just too much lately it's just too much um And it was, I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, we just have to, like, walk through the shit of this year. Um, The only way out is through. And and yes, that's cliche, but it's also true. Um, So the story of Astrea feels especially relevant because, you know, as a goddess, she got to just leave. But because she left, um, that also hurt humanity within the scope of this myth because the, you know, the goddess of moral order and fair judgment was like, I'm fucking done with y'all. Like I can't anymore. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people feel. Certainly a lot of people I know, um, when it comes to just like the state of the country, you know, certainly in, in America and, um, the upcoming election and the stuff going on in the streets and uh, it's just, Oh, it's a lot. Um, so there's, there's definitely this pull between, um, wanting things to be better, but then also just continually feeling beaten down and, and disillusioned with how hard it is to make things better. Um, but we don't get to like check out of that. We don't get to become constellations, sadly, at least not yet. (laughs) But when I see this shape, um, the shape of this particular full moon chart, it's like, okay, you know, you just have to get through it. So there's these malefics um, pressing down upon Venus, Venus and Cancer wanting to nurture everyone, care for everyone, protect everyone in the way that Cancer longs to do. Um, and then squaring Mars, Mars and Aries, you know, the warrior. Um, I think it was Austin Kopic, who's an astrologer that I, um, 
I follow his work and he described <laughs> very accurately, um, Mars, Mars transit through Aries is like raining gasoline or, you know, just like chronic Molotov cocktails. And that's very much the state that we're in now. There's also an opposition. Um, Neptune is opposing Mercury and the sun. So Neptune has this, especially in Pisces, of course, has this very um, foggy, just like escapist vibe to it. But because it's squaring, or I mean, excuse me, because it's opposing Mercury and the sun, both in Virgo, Virgo so practical and um, detail-oriented and just like interested in the facts that it's like, we don't get to ignore this. We don't get to check out. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't limit your news exposure. Um, I certainly have because I have to still hold my life together. Um, but essentially what I gather from this this chart for this full moon is just you have to be able to look reality in the face, but also maintain a sense of hope that things can and will get better. And that doesn't mean hope in an abstract sense or um, hope that somebody else will fix it, things like that, but just trying to keep the bigger picture in mind. So Pisces and Neptune at their best are transcendent. So that doesn't mean that's different from escapism. Um, transcendence is like being able to get through something and hold the bigger picture in mind. Um, so that's a good thing about this full moon. It's like we have the harsh realities shoved in our face day in and day out, but there is this opportunity to try to connect with something that's still hopeful and bigger than all of us. And um, Pisces, at its highest expression, is able to love everyone, is able to find forgiveness, is able to um, act from a place of true acceptance and, like, universal love, um, unconditional love. So, at least we have that going for us, <laughs> um... So Venus will separate from these harsher aspects um, September 6th as it moves into Leo. It'll start to break apart, um, which will feel nice. Venus in Leo is certainly less serious than Venus in Cancer, um, so that'll be a bit of um, a bit of relief there, and then. We have Mars retrograde coming up September 9th. Um, Mars retrograde in Aries, so it'll continue to remain in Aries. It'll station retrograde at 28 degrees Aries. If you have any personal planets in your natal chart that are at 28 degrees Aries or 28 degrees of any of the cardinal signs, you might want to take a look at that. If you are um, 30 to 32, or I guess 31 to 33, um, you're probably going to have your natal Saturn near that point. 
Um, so that's something to keep in mind too. So Mars and Saturn are going to continue squaring off for quite some time. That's not going to go away. Um, so Mars stationing retrograde kind of removes the external influence of Mars and turns it more inward. Um, so Saturn is going to have the upper hand in this. Um, so whatever area of your life, Aries rules, definitely want to look into that just to see, um, the things that have been going on in that area of your life in your chart since June, um, you might get a bit of a break there, or you might at least be able to approach it differently and gain a different perspective on how you are using that energy. Um, Mars can cause separation as well as just general um, motion and movement and, and friction, um, but definitely also there's an aspect of separation to Mars, so that's something to keep in mind too. And then Jupiter stations direct at 24 degrees Capricorn on September 12th. Um, so we have a very brief window where we have Jupiter direct um, while Saturn is still stationed retrograde. So I don't know <laughs> in, in the broader scheme of the astrology of 2020 if that's really going to make a big difference or not, but I am choosing to believe um, that Jupiter being direct while Saturn is, is retrograde could maybe give us just a tiny something. Um, Jupiter likes to help out. Jupiter likes to bestow blessings and luck and opportunities. In Capricorn, Jupiter is in his fall, so he's not able to, um, you know, it's not going to be like an episode of Oprah where everybody gets a car, but Jupiter does in Capricorn give hard-earned rewards and long-lasting rewards. Um, so if you are somebody who has been working really hard this year or planning, um, that might be a little window of opportunity where something might come through. So keep that in mind, um, especially whatever house is ruled by Capricorn in your chart. Just, again, try, trying to find... <laughs> Whatever tiny little um, golden nuggets there might be in, in 2020's trash astrology. <laughs> um, and then we do have the new moon at 25 degrees Virgo on September 17th. So essentially what we are doing over the next two weeks is trying to not run away from our feelings but not be overwhelmed by them to focus on what we can control. Um, when Mars stations retrograde, um, reevaluating our relationship to anger, to violence, to the battles that we pick and choose. Um, every retrograde is an opportunity to like take stock of whatever that planet rules as well as the sign that it's in. Um, so Mars and Aries is definitely 
the the soldier, the warrior, the the brute force, the rage, the Molotov cocktails, the protest, all of that. Um, so Mars stationing retrograde in Aries is asking us, you know, what is, what's the value of violence? What's the value of being angry? How can you direct it constructively versus just letting everything burn to the ground? Um, and um, this year, especially, that's certainly something that we're becoming well acquainted with is the, the value of violence. Um, I mean, literally, things are on fire in lots of places in this country. So um, if there was somebody who was on the fence about astrology being real, I feel like this year really makes it hard to deny. <laughs> Just just throwing that out there. Um, a lot of this year's transits have been incredibly literal, which in some ways is nice because it's just like, oh, that's what that is. That's what that's about. But it's also, um, can be kind of scary and, and weird to just see it so blatantly out in the world and in our day-to-day lives in such a, such a physical way. Um, a lot of people like to approach astrology psychologically these days, and that's fine and that's valid, but I think it's important to remember that these transits do affect, you know, as above, so below, as within, so without, like it's all the same shit. So what we're seeing externally in the world is of course, simply a reflection of what's going on in society, what's going on in people's lives and people's hearts and people's minds. So something to keep in mind. Um, let's see. I think this is going to be kind of a short episode. Um, cause I just wanted to keep it more bite-sized so that, um, I find that it's easier for some people to keep track of things based around the lunations instead of doing the entire month. Um, also I just really don't want to overwhelm people <laughs> with too much information at once. So, um, yeah, just keep in mind if you have your natal chart handy, um, the last degrees of Capricorn, the last degrees of Aries, um, those are going to continue to be very, very active for the rest of this year. So that's just something to remember for sure. Um, and then the moon is also going to join up with Neptune. Let me check exactly what day. Yeah, the moon is going to join up with Neptune. Um, depending on where you are in the night, um, tomorrow night between the 2nd and the 3rd of September. So, um, generally the moon and Pisces can, for some people already be kind of sleepy. Um, although it is a full moon, so I, I find that full moons have a heightened energy versus a new moon. Um, but especially when it joins up with Neptune, um, that can be just very, very sleepy, very tired. Um, you might have really weird dreams <laughs> if you're the kind of person that can remember their dreams. Um, so that's something else to just, just keep in mind over the next couple days. Um, yeah, 
just, you know, we're just still out here trying to get through it. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm just glad we're almost done with this year. Um, hope you guys are hanging in there. Hope you're taking care of yourselves. Um, this, this month is still pretty, pretty chaotic. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. The nice thing too with the, um, grand trine that we have tonight with, um, Uranus trining Jupiter, trining the sun in Virgo, um, the Uranus and the sun are, um, at both at, uh, 10 degrees Taurus, 10 degrees Pisces. So check out if you have any personal planets there as well. Um, but anytime Uranus is involved, there is opportunity for liberation for sure. And for revolution. Um, but it's not, what's, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, you're going to have to do the work. <laughs> you're going to have to do the work to, to find that liberation for sure. So that's, um, <clears throat> it is because it is a, a trine, it's more, it's, it's a harmonious aspect. So it's not like an opposition or anything, but Uranus still tends to just be quite the table flipper. Um, quite the, you know, he will pull the rug out from underneath you, which honestly this year is nothing new. Um, but I do see an opportunity for liberation and an opportunity to push past it and get through it and have a, a different perspective on the other side. Um, it's just that we're currently in the middle. And so it's hard to really know what to hope for or what to expect or where to even go um, right now. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, my best description that I've had for it so far is like being on, being in the ocean on a, on a rowboat, in a rowboat. And, you know, we're, we're continuing to paddle, but it's foggy and we don't know where the land is. Um, and that might tie into Mars retrograde a little bit too, in terms of understanding the value of how we use our energy and our motivation. Um, sometimes it's better to just store it up and wait until you can see the shore and, and where the hell you're supposed to go. Otherwise you're just going to keep paddling into the abyss. <laughs> that sounded grim, but you know, Hey, 2020. Um, yeah, so I hope this is helpful. Definitely refer to your chart. Um, if you are interested in more detailed stuff, you can check out my Patreon, um, patreon.com. It's practical magic, um, practical underscore magic, M-A-G-I-C-K. And I will be back, um, for the new moon podcast around September 17th, where we will discuss the rest of the astrology for September. <laughs>